forge has gone quiet, the bellows blow no more. The forge has gone quiet, the smiths have gone home. Only fading embers remain, and my hearth grows cold. One kiss from you to rekindle it all. Queen of Embers, blast off! I'm your game master, Daniel Fox. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Hey, what's up, guys? Hi, Daniel. <laughs> uh, Not, guys in a gender-neutral sense. I knew Dan. Okay. I knew Daniel or Dan when he was also Danny. Yes. Danny. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so weird. When my wife, when my wife, Danny Fox. <laughs> I met my wife again for the second time. Um, many, many years later, she called me Danny. So <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. So it, it's episode 60. It's been 60 game sessions. We've done this 60 times. We've, we've played some, some, some Queen of Embers for a very long time. It's funny. I was actually just looking through. I'm sorry. I was making recommendations today on Twitter. Somebody reached out and said, hey, where can I find actual plays for Queen of Embers? So in counter role plays, like, we got four different shows here. And I'm like, we got Queen of Embers. And... We've got Chateau, we've got A Bitter Harvest, and There's Something About Marie, and Dunhollow Mystery, and... And Radiator. And, <clears throat> well, it's not public yet. Well, yeah, you have to pay for it, so... Yeah. Oh. That's, that's <laughs> not, <laughs> what, yeah, that's not that's the one you say up front. So, the... So, Zvarhander... <laughs> so, I looked back through... We've been recording since... So, this game we've been recording for over a year. Yeah. We started in January. Queen of Embers? Yes. Did we now? Yes. Really? Uh, yeah. And then Dunhalla Mystery. I think I came in in February. Recorded, or? yeah. You came in on episode six or five, one of the two. Okay. Because like yeah. the first act was only like four game sessions. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I have a date. First date was twelve two. We keep Whoa! track of this whole time. What's that? He dates track? everything. Yeah. Well done. Wow. Yeah. And then one. Slacker. Yeah. So <laughs> the intention was for Queen of Embers was to publish this thing in twenty twenty, but. We're not done. The story's not over yet. We're only in the sixth act. Sorry, we're so of eight. slow. I'd no. love to release it so that way I know the ending and get the best friends. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. So I'm a big believer in doing it right as yeah. opposed to rushing it. So the good thing is we don't really have a timetable on us to release this. So 2021, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping our characters can make some somewhat of a mark on the story too. Absolutely. So I'm glad you brought that up because one thing I've been doing some pretty heavy writing on Queen of Embers recently because I'm trying to formalize it into an actual consumable document for a myriad of reasons including the need of a style guide but that's neither here nor there. I'm working on factions right now and factions clearly have a, a role to play. Like we know that the Salt Petermen and that uh, Team Soup Stain. The, the, yeah, Soup Team Soup Stain. The, the 13, the Velvet Throne, the Guiding Hand, the Crimson Martyrs. There's all these different factions that have had impact. And one thing that I'm focusing, focusing on right now is like within Queen of Embers, because it won't just be a campaign, it will be, it will also be. Yeah, a setting. It'll be a mini, a mini setting. Um, it'll have rules for creating your own faction. The faction that will be in the example is the Dufresne Agency. So people will be able to create the Dufresne Agency and even use your characters from the back of the book if they want. So, 
So things went poorly last session. Well, oh, yeah, I wouldn't say poorly. Oh, you didn't finish the recap, did you? No. I wouldn't no. say poorly. I would say... I'd say poorly. They went amiss. It so went let's... poorly. Borley, yeah, that's right. So, who won? So, Mike, how about you tell the story of what happened? All right. Uh, so, it's the uh, the morning, and we decide uh, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of split up because we had talked to, I can't remember the barkeeper's name, but I think I keep on wanting to say John Oliver. Dirk. Dirk. <laughs> it looks like John Oliver. Yeah. We talked to that guy. and He's racist toward girl sellers. He is racist toward girl sellers. And so, isn't this whole village? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, all stellars. <laughs> yeah, we're all stellars. All stellars. Anyway, uh, Grot Stellar. <laughs> so he tells us about this um, Emil Frosch, is that what his name is? Mm-hmm. Um, and about how he's like an apothecary here, and he's very well in standing with the community. Um, and how his house is like right down the road, and we can kind of potentially go talk to him. And so, uh, but we also decided to kind of see if we could scout out the countryside, the burnt areas, see if we could kind of suss anything out, like uh, maybe where those crimson we are investigators, crimson guys are at, or it's kind of your role. Right? Yeah. So Warren and I so hop nice. on Matthew, and we take a ride while the rest of the, of the three investigate the apothecary. And what they come across is an empty apothecary. Well. It's actually stocked, but there's no person there. Oh, so the whole reason we came here was this apothecary, right? Am I wrong? Emil Frosch, yeah. Yeah, right. well, yeah I because for, for what reason, and, and, and Elisa would know this, so yeah. what brought you to Stowe originally? Uh, it's because initially they said something about deliver to Emil Frosch Stowe, and then it was also kind of tied in with the esoteric at Durendal, which obviously was not here, but his name was brought up. Within the Burt Papers. Burt Papers, yeah. Papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chambers. So that yeah. brings us to... And so they get to the apothecary. There's actually a goat outside who has eaten all the, the grass around him. So it's pretty confusing. It's like the guy hasn't been there in a while. And so like they go in, they investigate, they see... Basically, it's not like the place has been robbed. It's well stocked. It was, it was the, the sign on the front still says open. Right. It still <laughs> says open. <laughs> So they look in the back, obviously. Um, they don't really find anything out of place, but they, they note that like his travel shoes are gone, stuff like that. So like the guy left, he wasn't like kidnapped, but he's just gone. Well, so, we did find the, the bottles. How long did you guys stay? Well, that's a good question. So Eugene proceeds to kind of look in a polite way around to see, like, has something happened in the front of the shop? I'll let you yeah, so I I was investigating like, are we are we seeing anything amiss? Like, is there like scuff marks or, or a sign of struggle? We didn't see anything like that. Um, we did find his like traveling equipment, like like Mike was saying, uh, had been prepped as if he was preparing to leave. Like we found rations pulled out, a bag missing, but obviously looking to have been packed. Uh, we've found all the signs up front that he was intending to both be here and preparing, but then suddenly gone. Um, we check the book logs for his like records and shopkeep and find the last transaction is three weeks old at this point. So he's been missing for a hot minute. Um, the last transaction actually did point us to old man Harold Mueller, the guy who owned the 
uh, who the was in the farm right there. outside that burnt down near the granary. Yeah. So they, while they're looking person. through the, the, the logs, this is where Elisa goes in the back room. Yeah. And she uh, discovers some pretty alarming things. Well, and Elisa just went through a shit because she doesn't care. And she found a Coventry Palanquin box that was addressed to Eustace Adelard. Which, if you remember, is the, oh, yeah. Yeah, the voice piece for the Soup Stained Prophet. So, soup all over. Soup everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Is it chunky? Yeah. <laughs> tomato bisque. <laughs> uh, oh, it's disgusting, man. No wonder he doesn't want to insult on his front. Sorry, go ahead. I'm not eating this. All over. <laughs> soup everywhere. <laughs> so, uh... And then I guess from there, we all decided to meet back up, because they hadn't found anything much in the forest, so then you guys heard growl? Yeah, so what did the two of you see in the forest? Maybe we'll so, go from Nick's it, perspective, it, from Warren's perspective. So we Warren. we were galloping through, down, like, down kind of like a, a game grail or something like that. Like We, didn't, we had no instructions about, or we, we hadn't talked to anyone about how to get to this farm. So we just knew it was up in the hills somewhere. Um, so we saw a few farms like way up the hill we thought we'll take a look and so we had started heading into the fields and they were just like completely burned out like all the animals were gone and uh we started hearing hearing some like really loud growling like roaring in the distance and we're like well we don't want to figure out what that is so we just (laughs) turned around and left (laughs) Like, we a whole lot of notes of that, and we were gone. We were like, nope. <laughs> That's why Warren and I hang out. <laughs> nope. Uh, Warren, what did we find? Uh, we found everything. But that's, we're not moving anymore. So you all reconvene back in stone. Everything we needed. And you begin Covered. to formulate a plan. What happens? Out of what you pick up. So we... Uh, share what we found at the um, uh, apothecary we share what we what um, they had uh, learned out in the forest and so we thought we would go and investigate the forest further because it just it didn't make sense the way that the animals were burned up in the fire um, because normally animals run from fire from forest yeah. fire um, and so it would have been quick. Like, yeah, if things didn't add up, uh, the the fact that the uh, um, uh, apothecary was gone, yet there was no sign of struggle. Um, and I think we had heard, I can't remember if we had heard it already or if we found out later, but we had heard, but at some point we had heard that he had a, a still out in the wilderness. Well, um, he had a shed. Yeah, we did, we yeah. assumed it was a still. We yeah. didn't know because we knew he was a bootlegger. So yeah, we we assumed that. So we thought, <laughs> okay, well we need to we need to go out <laughs> and investigate. So we uh, go out into the wilderness and uh, we find that there is one area that seems to have not burned, and uh, that uh, they're still living in uh, uh, their house. And so thought we'd go up there and talk to them. So we go and talk to them. Uh, I was looking at him to be like, because, you know, he cuts for people to people. Yeah, so Harper, what happens from there? <laughs> so we get there. Uh, he's pretty apprehensive. You know, he comes out with a pitchfork because he doesn't know who the, this gang of people are that come up to his house. And 
bloated down with weapons and armor. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Yeah, and so... That's yeah. not scary at all! Freaking war horse. <laughs> we break the tension. We know we, we start to introduce ourselves. Gotta start asking him about... Did he like, flash his badge? No. <laughs> okay. That used to be a I told him how I came from a small town called Hewn Ford. <laughs> uh, wrong game. Um, and so, yeah, we, we talked about, like, like what happened. He's like, well, there was an explosion out that way, which is where he thought the shed was. Like, did he think that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, first one kind of came us. out that way, and then, you know, that's where the shed is at. And then there was a second one that was the granary. There was another big kind of explosion, and uh, he was talking about like how they were fighting the fires. Um, so they didn't, they weren't really paying attention when the granary exploded. It just exploded, right? Um, and then so like we're kind of like trying to piece things together, and then we hear, uh, no, we didn't hear anything. We just, well, we heard something. It was splat. Oh, so Warren, what what happens? There's one more thing. Yeah. There was there was some unless I missed it, but uh, there was something in the fields too. There was something besides like burnt ash. There's a ton of there was some glass. glass. Yeah, I'm not really sure what that had to do with anything. Yeah, we didn't really have it was a chance. All to, over around the mill. Around the mill, there was there was glass. So like like shattered glass. <laughs> so like somebody using bottle bombs. It was hard to say. You know, we, we were a little preoccupied. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What happens, Warren, at the old But what showed up? <laughs> so, well, sheep happens. So, <laughs> sheep all of a sudden, a sheep just lands on Warren. Like, it catapults it, through it, the like, air. It catapults through the air and just smacks right into Warren. And, and if it was a cow, down. it would literally cattle. <laughs> so so we, we, we turn and look, and there's this massive, like, nine-foot-tall-at-the-shoulder boar. Like going and like killing all the it's it's like going and killing all the sheep and everything and it's trying to get into the, the, the farmhouse it's like trying to bump all the sheep out of the way like more out of the war huh was this a le pig noir it was the, the pork la rouge pork la rouge <laughs> so uh we had we had a kind of a nasty combat where we were trying to herd the sheep away from getting killed and keep the war from attacking like crashing through the farmhouse and, and killing everyone inside and so we turned to Eugene so there I am <laughs> so you thought you could fight the boar no no <laughs> but I did follow orders of our leader mm-hmm. so Tyrwin says we gotta stop that thing from destroying this farm we need to get between it and the farm and so I step over and the boar says, Little Pork Rouge, says, Oh no, no. Au contraire, mon frère. Because it speaks French. Yeah, because it speaks French. Oh, all the pigs in the As you do. Yep. And uh, so, so he decides to uh, reinforce his point by stabbing me in the belly with a tusk, uh, to which I try and politely refuse with a shield. Uh, to which he responds with, aha, you fell from my trap card face down defense mode. And he flips that sucker over and grabs me by the leg with his teeth and uh, shakes me like a rag doll. And Eugene goes down with a mangled limb and grievously injured. And uh, now I'm just stuck in front of this boar and it's barreling down on me. I'm scared and 
That's when uh, that's when Warren comes out of nowhere and Indiana Jones it in the face with a whip. Yeah. Crit, crit success. Crit successes it with a whip. Pulls it off to the side, gets it gets it actually on its side, and then it gets back up. So Chumbawamba's us for a bit, and then what comes from the woods? Yeah. Terwin. Uh, the uh, a woman singing uh, a song towards La Porte. Rouge. La Rouge. Yeah. The La Rouge. Yeah. La Bouche. Uh, uh, I took German, okay? Um, so. That was the most southern accent for German <laughs> ever. <laughs> I That's took right. German, well, okay? Because it's on brand to say it's Y-Hander. Um, it's so, Yeah, the. Uh, it's on brand to say it's Y-Hander. That's right. Um, so. Uh, yeah, she sings towards the boar, it starts to calm down. Uh, so after it starts to calm down, um, we have a, a group of picks uh, with bows ye- yelling at us to not kill it. And so, uh, excuse me. My priority was let's not let it kill Eugene. So I I don't know if I thanked you for that. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, um, I got its attention by. Um, you know, poking and prodding at it, and then strafing around to where it was not looking at Eugene at all, uh, and then that caused her to lose some control. And then uh, well, Rockstar K here, uh, uh, Elisa, decided to um, show off her vocal talents and uh, <laughs> sing sing to the the boar and. Uh, um, I don't want to bore you with too many more of the details, but she was able to get it done, and uh, we were able to tie it up. So Harper, so the the, the boar is tied up, the Pictish approach, the woman kind of fades away in the in the wood. What happens next? Who are the who are the picks? So the picks oh. are led by uh, that one Ohachi. Ohachi. And Ohachi. Did you just say a name right? Oh, she pointed right at it. <laughs> Who's Ohachi? Ohachi. Phonetically uh, broke out for him. Because he's the guy that primarily does, deals the trade between uh, Stoll and uh, Pix. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, we talk to him, like, hey, like, what is going on? And um, he's like, well, I mean, half the fucking forest burnt down and there's a lot of pissed off things and essentially explained that this thing's kind of like a god of the forest and we're like okay um and uh, like we need to like fix this like we need to fix the situation because there's you know the crimson people because at first they're like are you with the crimson people and we're like no we're not he's like okay cool uh, <laughs> and so like we gotta fix this and they're like well we we've heard of the frame and you should come meet our lady, or whatever. I'm not sure the what was the name? Delegate. The delegate. Yeah, yeah. And so we're like, okay. And so we had to put on like blindfolds, and we got led through the forest. We had to give him our weapons. Uh, he took a tincture to ignore his injury for 24 hours. Um, you didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> He was able to walk it off. It was just a flash. Yeah, walk it off. I rubbed some dirt on it. Yeah, it's fine. And so we get to their encampment, and we end up 
having a conversation with her, and she was actually in Durindle when we went before the Baroness. And so that's like, that's how she knew of us. She's a Pictish delegate. Yeah, she's a Pictish delegate who had um, kind of been entertained by the, the Baroness. Huh. She, I believe, said she saw you right. pledge, pledge your group. Yeah. So she was that present. Yeah, she was there then. And so we, uh, we kind of talked a bit more about it. Like, they're, they're for sure that the explosion happened at, from the from the stand or the shack or shed or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but we can't go there right now because there's the the picks have kind of split into two factions. One that's more peaceful and one that wants like vengeance mm-hmm. for like burning down half the forest. Uh, which is understandable. And uh, but, so from so we'll pick up now from Elisa's perspective. So they, they continue talking about the picks. Well, who are the two groups? But do we know who the who burned it down? Yeah it was a meal. Oh. The meal had an explosion at the hut, from what we can tell. So what did you learn about the picks at that point? So there's two different, there's Don Darter's group, which is the one that we were actually introduced to. That's the woman that leads the group that Ohachi took us back to. And then there's Bloodleaf's group. Um, and Bloodleaf is the... Well, the warlike one? The le- bloodlusty ones, yeah, those. Um, and uh, so what happened is... Picked in the woods. Yeah. The, the storybook ones. Right. Yeah, and Real. so um, Dawn Daughter actually has a treaty with the Baroness. However, Bloodleaf broke off because of the because of Emil's actions, like we said, and she has hundreds of people behind her at this point. Um, and so, I guess because of the fire and the and the belief that the Pictish had started at the Crimson Martyrs, um, captured three of Bloodleaf's people, and so who's the leader of the Crimson Martyrs? Got his name Adult, right. Adulton's bastard. That's all you need to know. That's right. Okay. Graf Redrick. There you go. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so, Don is willing to help us meet with Bloodleaf, but the only way we're allowed to do that is if we get the three captives back, the Pictish captives that the um, Crimson Martyrs have. They're three woodwalkers, which are, I guess, like the scout type or whatever. They're the ones that we met at the farm. Uh, she gave us three days to do it. Um, they didn't have an animal mender or anything, so they couldn't help Eugene, so we had to limp him back to the boat. He was on teacher, so he was fine. Yeah. Just, you, you can walk. I was like, you still limp somewhat, I assume. The description but... was, bones are sticking from your leg. Yeah, you're fine. Um, just put you under. So, at this point, yeah, we have three days to return back to the farm, to Mueller's farm, with the three captives to try to even get a chance to meet Bloodleaf, who we believe has Emil as a captive. No, she confirmed she has Emil, but yeah. uh, Don Daughter will not, uh, yeah, will not assist us in getting anywhere close to Bloodleaf without these captives back, which we also got confirmed that if the Crimson Marauders have already killed these people, like beating them to death or whatever, uh, she wants their bodies back even. Mm-hmm. So we, one way or the other, we're returning with three people. Dead or alive. Yeah. Extreme Beach. And that's what. And then it's Extreme 15 days for you to get or something like that? Yeah. So you all return back to the Madeline and recuperate uh, that evening. Evening, that's right. I'm going to leg and I'm not going to lose a leg. So at this point, it's nighttime. Veterans' legs. On, on the Madeline. The, the, the sun is set. 
you know that it was snowing earlier today. It's a it's cold out. Um, you find yourselves in the holds below deck with Sammy Newhouse, and you're kind of recounting this tale to to Banneker, who had been absent for this entire ordeal, down with some sort of stomach t- sickness, and then he just got taken by some some illness. But it's gone now. Twenty four hour bug. Twenty four hour bug. Food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> It was a hangover. Can I refer to as grog poisoning? Sorry. Um, but you all are in the, the hold below, below the um, below the deck. Can you recount this story? Big boar. Yes. Yes. Did it growl? Oh, yes. It roared. Quite loud. Quite a bit. Snortled oh. around. That's so I guess that's what you do, uh, you guys... Heard in the woods. That's what I figure. I reckon. Crazy. Crazy. Crimson Martyr. Told you guys were bad. Yeah, it's the exact people I didn't want to speak with the whole time he was here. And now we got to. Like, it's a necessity. I mean. I, I thought we were trying to save these people with food and everything else. Have we finally <coughs> moved on from that? I don't believe there's going to be an option for that. Well, wait, well, save who people? Uh, all these uh, racist villagers. Oh, well. It makes it seem a little less altruistic when you use those terms. Uh, you know, I mean, they don't like porn and... Well, that's something. I mean, he's hard to warm up to, but I've warmed up now. That's something Don Otto <clears throat> more or less pointed out, is that's not going to happen. The oh, Pictish yeah. would have been needed to collect enough food to get them easily through the winter. And Don Otto pointed out that whatever ties they had asundered, they will do nothing with this town anymore. Ooh. They dug well, their own they... grave. Well, a meal dug it for them, at least. But, uh, if we can at least make any progress at all it'd be good but my primary concern is getting a meal because I mean don't we just need to talk to him I well and that's what I mean by getting him and then, then we can let these picks kill him or whatever they want to do and well, preferably not but if it ends up that way it ends up that way I don't think we're going to start that particular thing from happening but well, if we get a chance to say something before he dies, that's well, You're always trying to save everyone. Well, I mean, the thing that I'm scratching my head... Because I'm a forester, and that's what we do. People die. We just need to move on and make sure that we get the information we need. I understand that. All right. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, it's just words. And, and we foresters understand death very well. But it doesn't mean you stop trying, because one out of every ten times you succeed. All right, you know, I mean, we've... I think the more important bit, though... That means about five more until you do something right! Sammy says. That's right. Is we should do something to appease the Pictish, as they are trying to have a treaty with the Baroness, and that's the more pressing matter there. Uh, I'm not necessarily worried about... It's got nothing to do with us, right? I'm not necessarily worried about appeasing. I'm worried about doing what's right. And doing what's right is doing our job. And doing our job means getting a word with a meal. Well, I mean, our orders from last we heard 
the Dufresne were to siege to the succession, right? Aye, uh, and in doing that, we need to see about solving this mystery. Right. So that we can help speed along this secession. Right. Which, I'll be honest, still not a hundred percent on whether or not that actually came from Steam Till. There, well, there was another set of hands and eyes on it before it came to us. Right. So that we can know for sure once we get back to Durandal. Aye, and we could M and R about it for two days, for th three days, or we could actually get something done and save some people. Sounds good to me. Because if we M and R on it over and over, we're going to make no progress. Speaking of saving people, Warren, do you think you could do something for every other bit of me that's not my leg? Reckon I was uh, meaning to talk to you about this. Tarwin. See, thing is, we got three days, right? Aye. I only got one tincture left. So, we're going to be needing more tincture to keep Eugene on his feet. Well, we'll get it from the apothecary's shop and leave some money. I'll go tonight. Alright. Do you have enough? Yeah, I got enough money. You should. Well, it's not your broken leg. Why are you paying for it, Warren? I'm saying I can go. I'll go tonight. We'll go. Me and Eugene will go down there and we'll get it. We have a badge you don't. At least one of us should be there. Alright. There should be at least one other. Someone other than me, because. Right, they don't, they don't. They wouldn't trust me walking around in the dark. But I'll see your leg. It's well, true. I could take Eugene. Well, let's think this over. Why isn't Eugene just staying in bed? Let's figure this over. We have three days. And first things first, we need to talk to the Crimson Dawn. And if it's anything like what this whole investigation has been, it's you get a lead. You go and talk to that go and talk to that lead, and they want something from you, which means that you got to go and talk to someone else, and they want something from you, and then you got to go and talk to someone else, which means they want something from you, which is something from the first person. Oh. So it's going to take us a fair amount of time before we can broker this deal. Well, something is going to be pretty easy with the crimson red. You're gonna empty your pockets. You you if it is him? that easy, it is that easy. What's that? Just bribe him to leave? We don't need him to leave, we just need the bodies, right? Right. <clears throat> I mean, if I listen to your story correctly, the picks have already given up on these people. They're already gonna die because of the winner. We can't help solve or fix that. Right. So let's fix what we can and let's get the hell out of this place before so, we become quagmired, enamored, involved in more crap because like, we still got so much more to do. I like what you're saying. So, who wants to go with me to see the Crimson Dawn? 
wants to go or I mean I will go who's willing to go with me to see the Crimson Dawn I'll go okay so that means you two are going to go and fetch some tincture oh and I didn't know it was an either or I can go tonight and go fetch it myself it's not like the shop is closed I can leave money in the tomb yeah, but you only need something done, you can send me. Sammy says. Yeah, Sitting here on my thumbs like a dumbass. Very well. Could you, would you be so kind as to fetch us some tincture from the apothecaries and leave behind some money? They give me money for the till, I suppose I can do that. Well, I it suppose. It does what it is. It's a gold crown per dose of tincture. Two. Prices are doubled. Right. Well, prices aren't doubled. Prices are fair because there's no one to double them. <laughs> you can pull whatever you want in that ledger and pull whatever you want, I guess. Eugene, if you're so if you're stupid enough to put double in there when there's no man to take that money, you go ahead and do that. I'll I'll deal with it myself. I got it. I'm not going to be lamed. All right. So you're going to buy it. Okay. So, now that that's taken care of, I suppose we all can. Be good to show United Front. Sure. Alright. Alright, well, let's talk about the plan then. We go there and we save what? We need the picks. Well, first off, we need to let them know it was not the picks who set fire to the fort. And that we are investigators and we are here to investigate it and in order for us to talk to a suspect we need those three people <laughs> now is it going to be that easy no it never is but that's what we open up with it's quite well, an optimistic plan i'm gonna go with one thing here Aye. i haven't flashed a badge in a while but these might be the people you actually flash a badge to you think Yes. You think they care about the king's law or anything like that? No, 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 no. It's not that. It, it, it shows that he has even killed with them. He has authority of a higher power like they do. If anything, anything. I, I mean, that's my point. They will know that I'm a war bastard by the way I talk and the way I look. And this is a, like, jam my finger at my uh, bronze eye patch is going to tell him exactly who and what I am. Maybe we go about this a different way. <laughs> but you're the boss. I'll stand in the back. There's no hiding it. <clears throat> Unless you want me to take it off. No, no. Nobody wants to see that. No, no, Terran even starts to chuckle over it. He, he, uh, he smiles about it. Hey, his fault. <laughs> yeah, he was a war bastard. Whatever yeah. the hell that means. It's not my fault. That's why it's funny. <clears throat> right. You're the epitome of teamwork because there's no I in teamwork. And you don't have no I. Why? All right. Well, I'm not. I'm going to get drugs. <laughs> no. Yeah. Same. Same yeah. drugs yeah. for you. Hop along. <laughs> Thanks. You're, you're, one of, you're one of us now. 
Are you sure you wouldn't want someone to accompany? Sure, at least that would be yeah, yeah, quite helpful. If, I'll go if I fall right, and so I can't get up. No, we're sending Sammy to do it. We're, we're going and we're speaking with the Crimson Dawn. Are we going to speak with them right now, in the yes. middle of the night? It's morning. It's night and morning. It's morning. I thought it was still the same yeah. night. No, you guys slept. Oh, we did. Dan said that to start the yeah. game. How much did that tincture affect you? It's so morning. Much. Oh, well, he so, was so much. With the, with the girl poison. I thought it was the evening, John. Yeah. I, I thought it was the evening. So. Yeah, he said... We woke up and you relayed the story to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because okay. he was no longer hungover. <coughs> 24 hour sick. flu. He was, he was no longer sick. He had not taken ill this day. That's right. Strangely. Least, I, mean. I mean, the the, the apothecary is just on the street, isn't it? Like it's, not, it's not. Yeah, you can quit. You just go yeah. there. Don't. I'll pop in, grab what I need. And, I'm just going to lay in the till. Um, well, first, I'm going to see how much they have. Plenty. How much you need? He's not. He's in. A, he is a, an apothecary after all. An alchemist. Uh, you get a great point. How many better than force double? There's nobody attacks me. There's nobody attacks me more. Uh, so I'm gonna leave a gold crown per. Just your mm. conscience. How many you buy? Uh, let's not be stingy here. I'm gonna buy. No way. Uh, I'm gonna buy eight oh, for now. Eight. Are you sure? How many you want to buy? How many? So you want to cheat him out of eight gold crowns? Yep. Just paying your intending to rescue? Yeah, that's the other half of my payment. I mean, by corruption. Okay. He did burn down. Sorry, four corruption the by forest. Four. Four. Burn down the forest. He caused so it makes all it the, okay. He caused all the shit that happened. Yeah, so it's justified. This to be entire fair. town. If yeah. we get him out of here, yeah. he's gonna owe me one. It's completely justified. If at the justified. end of the session it's rolled a five the reason, or higher, then you justify. The reason prices are doubled is because of this man. Completely yeah. justified. It's not, but no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's our. It's because it's a town and everything. You think it's a gold crowns cost double? If I do this everywhere, here, the inn, any any service you would get here costs a gold crown. Uh, Banneker's a corrupting force. He's just happy to. Just happy to be here. Yep, happy, <laughs> happy to corrupt a new guy. <laughs> Sounds like Bannister. I've got it. He just can't pronounce English. So, it's now midday. You all reconvene. All right. Have we finished what we needed to do? Well, I'm gonna guess I'm just scratching my head here still. Um, so what we know of these crimson folks is that they were sent here by a lord in Redlark, right? Yes, right. a duke, I believe. Okay, and um, they showed up about how long ago? Was it after the three weeks? It, it was after the fire. But yeah. So they show up after the fire, and um, they're here to put down the, the pixies in the woods, right? Yep. Okay. And so we're just going to bribe them or try to use our authority to get these guys back? I'll let you all do the talking. we we, we got to see what what's on the table. All right. That's the boss said. It might go, they want something from somebody else who wants something from somebody else. Or they just might want money. I mean, I mean, they're they're black knights, right? No. 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 Although they're no, uh, no. splinter faction of the black knights. No, no. These, these are just mercenaries. All right. So they value money. The only, the only connection to the black knights they have is, and this doesn't go any further, but the leaders... Bastard son of Dolan. Hmm. I wouldn't call him a bastard. 
unless you don't want to leave, but... And notoriously all his bastards are as rotten as the father. As far as I'm concerned, all the soldiers are the same anyways. <laughs> yeah, mostly. <clears throat> so, being a Grawlsteader, something kind of strikes a chord with you, um, born about the Crimson Martyrs. Like, something is, something like in the back of your mind is trying to eke its way out. I mean, granted, you fled during the uh, the insurrection of the, the Marcha Lords to Old Grawlsad and were driven to Stonehold, which had already been besieged by the White Wolf and the Marcha Lords, but go ahead and make a scrutinize test. This test will be standard for you, okay? Standard scrutinize will be a 59% chance to succeed. Um, that's a failure. Well, whatever it was, it sounds familiar, but you just can't quite place it. You can't quite remember what happened. It was in your wake when you left. Yeah. You heard rumors about it, something about something about the Crimson Martyrs among the camp, but you didn't pay it no mind at the time, so you don't pay it no mind now. Okay. So where from here? To the Crimson Marauder camp. Yeah. I wanted to do that for. They're just outside. The city, right? Or the mm-hmm. town? That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you leave uh, Stowe, and in getting to where the Crimson Martyrs is, it's, it's, not, it's not difficult by any means. Uh, you begin wandering through... Uh, these low fields just outside of the city passing by the town right by the Grawl Center encampment and you kind of head through the woods and it's not quite where the woods were scorched by fire but the thing that immediately kind of arrests you is the smell of smoke like this this the lingering scent of something burning whether it be food or campfires kind of wafts through the air and up this long kind of Lo, like stumped hill with stumps all over it. Um, you can see there's du- there's um, snow dusting it, and at the, the crest of the hill, you can see this huge uh, three uh, three armed windmill. It's not moving at all. Snow is falling down, and the trees kind of flank this this um, this large windmill, and nestled all down the hill, peppered all down the hill are all of these tents and burning fires and camp followers and men and women in armor. An entire encampment of mercenaries just on the very edge of Stowe. You would imagine, although there's not a lot of them, maybe 30 people, including a half a dozen camp followers, that they could easily swell across this town and take it any point they wanted to. As you come into the encampment, um, a sergeant is screaming at a group of uh, warriors running combat drills. You can see bone pickers sifting through trinkets and loot that they're kind of going through in boxes. They've set up a camp outside. And intermingled within this, this field where they've taken down the trees, um, they have stood up these tall crosses, these crucifixes of timber. And upon the timber is these heavy red chef's uh, garments. Uh, long, long um, scarves that are blood red. 
Smell, sm- the smell of roasted beef and smoke hangs thick in the air. It's clear that these soldiers have been well-fed. Um, and it's so busy, and so many people coming and going to the camp during the day that you could literally walk right up to the captain's tent if you wanted to. There's so much hubbub going on around here. Uh, I'm about to ail camp. Right. I would, I would, uh, kind of ponder myself into, uh, Terwin there, like, I mean, yeah, we should probably figure out the proper procedures and I know what the proper procedures are. All right. It's, it's the hail camp. All right. Then. And I'm a, I'm about to do that. Well, I reckon. As I look around. I reckon we could mingle around a bit and see what's going on in this camp. Get a feel for the lay of the land, so to speak. I, as I just point to myself and I slow down what I'm saying, am about to hail camp. Pardon me, Terwin. Warren walks away. <laughs> Hail, Cap! Hail! You hear a call from somebody nearby. I, this, uh, I walk up to yeah. yeah. This person, who he's clearly a camp follower, so he has a loose shift. He has a woolen uh, overcoat. He's bearing no weapons, but he's got this huge pot on the end of a stick over his shoulders. Who? What, what goes there? He says. He clearly has an Aridane accent. What are there? Name's Tailwind. Must force him. Recognize thee. Ah, he has a clear southern Aridane accent. Hey, yeah, uh, Forster is my surname. Hey, fare thee today, Sirrah. Oh, well. A bit stiff in the joints from the cold, but other than that, it's another day. What brings thy company to. to Stowe? Pray tell. Well, uh, we was actually hoping if we could have a word with the uh, Crimson Dawn. Crimson Martyrs? Crimson Martyrs, yes. The commander, then. Forgive me. Commander Redrick. Aye, that's true. Redrick Squire is not here, he says as he's walking you through the camp, but you can see quite a bit of activity. You're kind of meandering around, walking through these hills and through these tents, and there's just this huge collection of people everywhere. I mean, they probably would outnumber everybody in Stowe. Including the girl setters. And as you come closer to the commander's tent, this huge pavilion, uh, flying these these red, blood red pennants, you can see as you look toward the the windmill, these huge blades about ten foot wide, about three sorry, ten foot long and three feet wide, slowly tilting with the wind as the snow is coming down, and you see the most gruesome sight. Um, Tied to each of the arms are these emaciated, barely alive people who have suffered from frostbite, uh, who are slowly tilting up on the end of it. They're tied to it, mm. and you can and, and you can see that there's piss and shit on the ground. There's somebody shoveling it up and putting it in a ditch nearby. Uh, you can see a water skin they've probably given these people water to. You can see these huge heavy chains on the ends of the windmill that they'd use to bring it down and give them water and let them spend. But they've let these three Pictish prisoners suffer uh, up on the ends of the windmill. 
They look famished and in incredibly poor spirits, and you'd be surprised if all three are alive. One of them, but all of them have black and blue fingertips or toes and noses and lips. They're slowly dying of exposure. Fortunately, there's a fire nearby that's probably cast a little bit of heat. But given the way the weather was last night, these three Pictish captives do not have long. You are taken to this tent, and a a guard kind of steps forward, and he is he is clearly wearing around his neck, as was the camp follower, but looks like this wooden crucifix, or looks like this this woman whose arms are out or spread out like this, and her legs twisted as such with a red garment around her neck and it's it's a, the, it's a wooden a holy symbol that appears to be almost like a bastardized version of the martyr hmm. and that it's painted it's painted red you wouldn't be surprised if it's painted with pig's blood oh there hello come to see the commander I that have pretty thy name name's Tawin Forrester of the Define Agency Master Forrester to you and all I welcome thee, the man says. Thank you for the welcome. You come inside. Pleasantries. You come inside. The, the sound of the camp dies down, and you're inside the commander's tent, and there's a crackling fire inside as they built a, a kind of would be hearth out of stone and such inside the can inside here there's uh divide dividers between the different rooms of heavy canvas and it looks like a spartan encampment of of some military commander uh nearby uh you can see this absolutely huge sword uh which to you banneker immediately evokes it's the gray blade it's the sword that a that a dotlin carried he's the when when he had when he had betrayed the Aridane, like the sword that he used to hew the Archduke's head from his shoulders, like his his final act of dissidence against the the usurper, um, that obviously like evokes a lot of negative sentiment from the Aridane because he literally betrayed the Aridane, his father did, and there lays the very blade, this great Zweihander that he wielded in his hands, and. Not far from there uh, is a fellow who's a lot taller than you would expect him to be. He's probably six foot nine. Oh, wow. His shoulders are incredibly broad. Um, he is wearing a full harness head to toe of this beaten, battered, black iron munitions plate and around his neck is the same wooden symbol of the woman of her arms cast out aside like such and her legs bound at the feet and then a, a, and over her naked body there's this shift that's carved into the wood that's painted blood red and the man's eyes are kind of gray and distant like he's clearly seen some shit and he turns toward you and the, the squire comes up and looks up toward him like this to speak to him and he nods and he turns about and he approaches and he extends a very, very broad hand to you, Terwin. Uh, being 14 inches shorter than him, I reach up to... <laughs> Master Forrester. I 
It's a pleasure to meet you. Son of business? Aye, that's the one. I know, I knew your, I knew your father. Well, then you were a lucky man. Hmm. Redrick. Commander. Redrick. Nice to meet you, Redrick. This is your company. Aye, it is. We're full of fine people. I'll let them introduce themselves. Paper Cla Harper Clavager? Sorry, I, I don't said, know how to help with that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said Hamish, and then it went from Haper. Yeah. Thanks, Google. <laughs> went from Hamish to Harper. It was Haper. I don't know how to help with it either. <laughs> no one uh, knows how to help with this, okay? <laughs> he, Harper he, 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 he stops for a moment, obviously, he's kind of pulling at the wool. And you realize this man is older than you expected, too. You guess yeah. he's probably in his late 50s? He scratches his beard and says, Makes sense though, right? You're the paladin is among your family. Clavager, right? Right, he's my father. I Yo that? Yeah. You just picking up on that now? I guess so. Hmm. You both have famous fathers. Then of you? Uh I'm Bannock of Steeples. Steeples? Yes, the third. He turns, he, pardon me for a moment. He takes a step, he pulls his squad, his, he pulls his attendant aside, and they share some words briefly. He turns about. But I assume then that you must be Warren Clavager. Warren's not here. <laughs> oh. Oh, you're not <laughs> here? He broke off. When, yeah. when he said he was going to hail camp. Oh, he said he was going to hail camp. He said, excuse me, Chairman, and he left. Okay, I didn't realize that. Okay. <laughs> then you must be Eliza Marius. Am I pronouncing that right? Not quite, but close enough. Eliza. Your father's a first minister to the king. Indeed. Hmm. He is. What well-landed people I stand before. <laughs> and of you? Are you the son of the prince? I'm not, no. Are you the prince himself? <laughs> I wish... No, uh, Eugene Thornberry. Shake his hand. I'm considerably shorter than he is. There seems to be one among your company missing. A girl started named Warren Rhodes. You find it alarming that he knew that Warren's missing and kind of begin to place your names very quickly. Uh, I think he was going... He used to be a camp follower, so I think he was going to go... Just to the fat... No, he is here, though. He has not had the best reception in this area, to be honest, mm. so... It's true. Mm. Lucky he is unpicked. Yes. That's very true as well. <laughs> Transition. <clears throat> yes. What brings you to my encampment? Well, um... The picks. We are with, as I said before, the Dufresne Agency. Um... Yes, yes. And uh, we are, uh, with one of our investigations, looking for an Emil Fro. Uh, his name is Emil Fro. Froch. Fro oh, okay. Emil Froch. Yes, go on. And uh, so we went, and, long story short, we went looking for him. And we know where he is. He is with some of the picks. The braziers that are burning here seem to flicker for a moment as he 
takes a couple steps forward, and you almost feel like the shadows are darkening in here. You saw the pics. Aye, we did. Go and on. We found that out from the pics themselves, but what we had also seen was that all over the forest there were pieces of glass. And we believe that Emil may have something to do with this fire. And mm -hmm. seeing, as, seeing as how we'll come to investigate him in the first place, we really want to speak with him. And for a band of six like us, the only way that we can go and speak with him is if we are able to, with you, broker a way to get those free that you have up there. <laughs> He takes a couple steps away in this deep, deep laugh. Oh. You mean to tell me that you want to find this arsonist who burnt down a Pictish settlement mm -hmm. and yes. negotiate for his life with these three Picties? You see, I'm not necessarily negotiating for his life. I'm negotiating for some time to speak with him. I believe in justice, and so if... Justice? Aye. If, in fact, you need to have him after we are questioning him, then we can have him. I'd put a, I'd pen a, I'd put a pen on the man's chest and hail him king for burning at the Picti. Mm. Are you kidding? I see. So well, you know where the Picts are at? Well, we don't know their location, no. We, they spoke with us on the edges of the town. Oh, they blindfolded us in order to... Yes, in order to come anywhere closer to them, but more so, you would hail them, hail him a king for burning down a Pictus settlement. Would you hail him a king for starving people for an entire winter? Aye, most of the fire was actually... Frosh's fault. Well, well no. That's... I he believed it's on them, but most of the fire is the surrounding township. Mm. And he didn't just burn the pick, he burned... He burned their industry of forestry. He and, burned, uh, their he burned everything. And, uh, you know, I hate to be presumptuous, but what, what I did here was that you were sent here because it was believed that the picks burned down the forest. That's right. And so, if in fact the picks did not burn down the forest, wouldn't you want to know? Famil Frush burnt down the forest and set fire to the granaries. Foodstuffs can be brought from Old Lord. Or Kael Tyrion. What concern is of mine if he burns a few granaries and a greater act of good? You would abide these picks living outside your forest or in your village? Your king wouldn't have it that way. I don't live here, nor is it but you are loyal to the king, are you not, Steeples? Your father certainly is. I am a king's man. But and you should know that the king, the unifier, has driven the Picts out of the west into the east. And, and, and any Picts who cross the Axewater to the west are to be dealt with promptly. And that's fine, that's fine. And I'll stand up, because I'm the only one that can stand eye to eye with him. <laughs> that's not all problem. That's 
what you have been paid to do. Indeed. And, 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 and greatly so. But it is not our problem. We have a job to do, and we have the royal decree from the king, because we are defraying mm-hmm. to do our job. So that's all we're trying to do. Aye. We're trying to do the same thing as you. We so, are commanded to do something, we're trying to do it, and then we want to move on. And and honestly, you know, these aren't Aradane people. I don't care. They can starve, as you said. Got nothing to do with me. Food can be brought in if they have the money. If not, let's move on and let me do my job and we'll let you do your job. I don't care about the picks. I don't care about the villagers. I just want to get home. So your pathway home is to find Emil Frosch. That is it, sir. That inquire is it. with him. Yes, sir. And in order to inquire with him... Do I... Ch- I mean, he has spurs, right? No. Oh, well, I'm he is no knight. For no. He is no knight. <laughs> Master, then, would you call him? He's called commander among the... Commander. Ab- yes, among commander. The people. That would be correct. Our only way to leave this place and return to civilization is if we talk to this man. And I'll step back and step back down. So your dealings with these picks, Lady Marius, Mm. you speak to the she-elf, the one with red hair. I believe he means Dawn Daughter. Yes. Dawn Daughter, Piss Bucket, Shit Willow, whatever her name is. The one with red hair, the violent one, that's the one we're after. Redhead. She, oh, she no. seems to be oh, the one at the center of this entire deluge of fires. Calm yourself. You're speaking of two different factions here. Two you different have not factions. To the others. No. <sighs> These pigs. Tis true. There are two factions of them, and the one that we spoke with are not the ones that have the meal. The unfortunate thing is that you find yourself in possession of people that were not from the faction you wish to draw out. I do not wear. I do not wear a fancy ruff or have lace in my clothing. Therefore, I'm not a courtier. No care about the factions and inner workings of politics of picks. But if you the elves can all burn for all I care. But if you wish to draw out the woman with red hair that you appear to be looking for, you have garnered the wrong people. She he pulls at his beard a bit. Most likely does not care for these people that you have strung up and done God's know what to this point. So, um... These were blue paint. Yes, they do that. The warriors wear blue paint. The peaceful ones wear red paint. So you have become a historian now of the Pictish. Well, I've been following the Pictish for a number of decades, Lady Marius. I've come to learn that they paint themselves according to their station. And have you heard of them splitting into different sections like they have done here? No, because I never bothered to talk to one that wasn't the end of my sword. Correct. So mayhap, your information is not necessarily the most up-to-date in this particular situation. What color are the ones that you spoke with? What color was their war paint? They were back at their own home. They didn't have any home. Can I make a memory check to see if there are any of the warriors? Yeah, a little scrutinized test. Yeah, go ahead and roll. It's going to be an easy test. It's just last night. Yeah. Do you remember? Scrutinized. Easy. 63. 
filling it. That's an 89. I fail. Can I also try? Sure. I can try. I'm going to refer to, hold, time out. I'm going to refer to this as skill piling. So unless yeah. you have, does anybody have a skill rate can scrutinize? I do. Okay. Exactly. I actually don't. So your test will be a step harder routine, and your okay. test will be standard. Okay. Standard. Mm. four. Success. Okay. See if I remember well when speaking. <laughs> So I have a 62 to succeed. More, you're not even going to try, are you? Yeah. Oh, we're, we're, you both almost say it at the same time. They both then announce green together. Oh, was it green? Well, it seems that Bloodleaf blood picked these tend to paint themselves blue, as you can see here. They are clearly not with this other faction of Pictish you speak about. Well, they knew of these people and they wanted them. Well, I think this speaks to the fact that when you said that this she-elf, whether she cares not or not about the other picks, I think that's false. Why else would the other faction ask for her people back? They are clearly in cahoots. They have the wool pulled over your eyes. I know how the Pictish operate. They're sly in, in a low, savage cunning. <laughs> they are playing you for fools. Mm -hmm. Take me to the picks and I will sort this out and I will get your email frosh back. We couldn't. I'll we bring my entire this. encampment. Well, well, that's actually part of it. For us to be able to find the other encampment with the woman with red hair, as you pointed out, the only way we get to meet them and find out more is by bringing those three back. But how do you intend to bring these three back if you don't know where they're at? Well, we are going to... We're supposed to wait on the outskirts of town and they will spot us with the three. Look, let's just, let's just cut to the chase here. None of these... Men, uh, what, maybe there was a woman in there, I, I couldn't tell. There was Whatever the picks. None of them are going to fire a bow anymore. The, their digits are all... They're done. They're dead anyway. Let's just have them, then follow us, and then you can do what the hell you want once we get our man back. I don't care, again. Roll a bargain test. Uh, what is your... Are you order a castle line? Uh, I think I'm back to order. I am definitely order. Okay. As is he. Your test will be rude, will be easy. Bargain easy. Uh, oh, 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 67. 36. Success. Be amenable to this agreement. We could release two of them. Well, then Dead or alive is what we were told. So, I mean. Well, that won't do it. Yeah, they three or none. They, then it is none. Well. Is that what you will have? Or will you take the two that I am going to deem to give you to let you do your dealings? I'm just saying. The last pick is my ace card. Things go amiss. You all get yourselves killed by the picks, because you certainly will. If you're making dealings with them, at least I have one left for a bargaining chip. How clever. When you fight the picks in the woods, do they ambush you? Do they come out from the shadows and kill you in the night? Or do they meet you on the field? We chase them down like the dogs they are. But they never encounter you directly out in the open, willingly, do they? Are you going to talk to me about noble warfare? Is that what you're preaching now? So no, you come to my camp to tell me? I'm asking you, is that how they fight you? With noble warfare, side on side, right in the open. Are you even a squire? He looks down upon you. <laughs> Clearly not, I just tried the leg. My point is, is 
If you're waiting for them to stage some daring rescue operation or meet you in the field to reclaim your third person back, then you're going to be waiting here a long time in a town that cannot support you with food goods but is waiting for money to be spent from another area to bring other food down. You're going to be sitting here wasting supplies, time, and money on your soldiers rather than a slight bargain, and then, even if we fail, you were intending to hunt them in the woods anyways. Now the woods are a lot less. You should be able to see them quite well in the open. But if you're waiting for them to march across a burnt field in the open to come back to this windmill you've got surrounded by men, well then, you're going to be waiting a long time for a fool's errand. Three yeah. dead pigs given to us. What were you going to do with them when they collapse on the windmill anyways? Puppet them around? Put on a play in town? He's got a point. They're not going to survive. They're not doing anything for you here. At least you get a chance with us to speed along your mission. Now that you have spoken atop your soapbox, allow me to share with you a story about a man I squired for in Gothmore and Vectus Point. When I was young, like you, spirited. Yes. Full of belief that I was doing the right thing. Honor and glory. I was a squire to a man called the Giver. You know, the Giver was a holy man. <clears throat> Before he became the Taker. Time went on. He got older. Hardened. Lost his touch with the martyr. Strayed away from the path. Became a very, very vicious man. This is during the days of the Border War, well before you were even born, before even, before even a squirt in your mother's belly. We are near Vecna's Point. And these Gothric, they were holed up in the city. Held in Vecna's Point, at the center of the capital. Middle of this massive cathedral to the We kept asking ourselves, we've been chasing them around the fields and fighting them in the forest and meeting them in the field of battle, and here they are, all gathered in one place. And we knew that they were going to come out on their own accord. So we rolled every wagon we could gather in the city, every bit of furniture, bedding, straw, dead carcasses pile as high as the eye could see, all the way to the cathedral windows. Set it ablaze. You know what happened after that? They come pouring out of the front door, straight to the slaughter. Now that I understand that it was not the picks who set the fires, and it was in fact Emile Frosch as you've enlightened me, the answer is very simple. I will burn the fucking force until they come running to stow, where we will set them all to slaughter.
we ask that you don't burn the forest until we leave? Oh no. I am assuming that when you meet the Picts, as you said, and two days. you two days, as you said, when you meet the Picts and you do your dealings, we'll simply trek behind you at a distance. We know the Picts won't be able to smell us. As you wish. Not necessarily. You know, speaking. Hey, you, I, this goes back to our old rationale. Two. It's still, still better than none. It is. It is. They're clearly so desperate to send the Dufresne to do their negotiations. They won't come here because they know what will happen. They fear the Crimson Martyrs. They fear the Greyblade. They fear the people of Stowe because they believe the people of Stowe will burn them out. But they don't know the people of Stowe cowards. But I don't care about no damn forest or Pictes or people of Stowe or piss all. Whatever her name is, this she-elf, I will have her head. You know, he was on his soapbox <coughs> and he was speaking to you like he knew the ways of welfare, right? And uh, I don't know what he knows of warfare, but I hope you can at least understand that I do know some, a little bit of something about it. I can certainly respect where Master Thornberry comes from. I too was young at one point. Aye. I have, sir, I, I am, I, every morn limb, I celebrate. Aye, so do I. He nods. And, uh, you realize as you look at, at Commander Graf that he's clearly missing a hand. He has like a big wooden apparatus there. And uh, one of the best things you can have when waging war is reconnaissance. Yes. And uh, some of the best information you can get is if we can have all three so that we can go and we can speak with the one who's actually making war. Because the one we spoke to isn't the one making war. But you will be willing to lead me to the she-elf, right? That's the one making war, right? He nods. We can tell you where she is, yeah. We just need to speak with Emil, and he's with the she go. What does it simply stop us from all going together and marching those picks out into the woods and making them take us to where they're at? Lives. And if I can even save one of your men, isn't that a good thing? Men and women, he corrects you. <laughs> it's true. But no life is to waste, at least among our people. Picks notwithstanding. I think we can do three. But when it comes time for blood, knowing that you are king's men, you will draw your swords, I trust, when the time is right. You know the king cannot abide the Picty living west of the river. 
above board is that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I, was yeah. like, I don't even know what the hell. Cassandra, Cassandra Malister, if you were, I don't know if you recall from previous games, but he spent months of campaigning against the Pictish. Right. Outside of uh, outside of New Lork. Is he the one that went to the wall? Like, drove towards the wall, basically, yeah. to try and take out the Pict? Yeah. Okay. He went all the way to, he drove him to Gorhov. Right. Drew, they drove him across the river north. And that's, some people believe that's kind of what, it, what basically became kind of the catalyst to some degree for the marcher lords organizing and coming south not because they were supporting the pictish but because it was an irritation it's like sending a wasp into a beehive right it irritated them all so they came south some people kind of point to that as being kind of like not the silver bullet so to speak but one of the catalysts that started the marcher lords on their march west and south to Aglador. if you want uh well wait so you know he has, you know for a fact, like anybody who was Aridane, and probably Rovinian too, you know that this man is a warmonger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's hunted, pick, he's hunted picks for decades. Yeah, uh, so um, the people who are here, are they mainly Aridane, or are they both Aridane and Rovinian? They're mixed between them all. If you want the most Aglador lives spared in this, and the most... I'm, I'm trying to think of a specific word, um, like where one team beats the other in sports, like, like sports ball, uh, like Champion. definitive landslide. You just it? asked a bunch of nerds about yeah, sports, yeah, like sports ball. If you want, score all the points. If you want the most definitive victory, you wait until we're back with that reconnaissance. One sided. No, I, I can acquiesce to that, but no, the decimation is not my intent. My intent is to cleanse this forest of the picks. Make no mistake of what my intention is here, friends. And I invite you to join me, or at the very minimum not stand in my way, when I bring my campaign behind you to take them out. I, I hope we are leaving. I, I hope we are leaving by that time. There we go. Like I said, if you want the best victory you can achieve. You'll wait until you've got your reconnaissance. So you're meeting with these picks in two days. Boss, I didn't misspeak. Two days, right? Aye. Two days. We will take the picks down. We will feed and bathe them. Although I don't think these picks have bathed in ages. I just think of it as, uh, you know, annoying them. We'll take them down and prepare them for this exchange. <clears throat> Return here in a day or so. Alright, we'll get them cleaned up. Thank you, Commander. We appreciate it. From one Kingsman to the other. He nods. You are ushered out of his tent. And there is this uncomfortableness among all of you. Everyone needs to roll a challenging resolve test. I didn't do double Dude, down. You, you were saying I didn't double. fail a lot. Yeah. I want to reroll now. <laughs> My first misfortune. Was it that bad? 
No, well, I mean, you can't reroll a crit, so, yeah. Oh, I guess that's true, yeah. But success. As you come back out of the encampment, the smoke stings your eyes. You can't help but feel your heart is kind of, your, 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 your blood is quickening um, at the mere thought of this man setting these people to wholesale slaughter. Um, those who failed gained three corruption, and you suffered uh, five mental peril from stress. You're back among the camp, and it, it somehow feels as if all eyes are upon you until you go about your duties. And that's when you see it, Elisa. That's when you things finally click for you, why he knew your names. Mm-hmm. You go over to a, near, a nearby post where there's a number of bounties posted, mm-hmm. pages and papers and stuff. And there upon it, you see the worst of caricatures of everyone save for Eugene Thornberry, wanted by Julian Coventry of the Salt Pierman under Rendell <laughs> for the murder of Rosalia Mansfield. <laughs> That's how he knew Ward was missing. She takes the piece of paper off the, the nearby post. that two beds. She approaches you kind of hurriedly. None of you have seen this at oh, this point. Sorry. I thought she showed No, no. Uh, we should probably leave camp now. I mean, uh, no. good. Probably would have been... We're good. Would the salt pitmen have authority to write warrants for? Well, this is a mess and I am obviously we're small fries to what uh, the commander has, but uh, those of a. We are also surrounded by men that like to um, kill for pay, so maybe right. we get out of here instead of discussing quite openly, yes? yes? Exactly. It isn't too long until you hurry away out of the camp and you take your rowboat back out to the Madeline and you board the ship. You come down into the hold. <laughs> assume, <laughs> War- assume Warren's with you. Okay, Warren's <laughs> just wandering around. <laughs> I was just curious whether someone had seen me and said something, but... I guess Assume you're all together. Yeah. I mean, okay. come on. We're all adults. Everybody in character in the game is an adult. Yeah. No one's going to let anybody wander off. Yeah. Okay. You need to announce when your character's peeing or when you need to find your other characters. Yeah, you, you find yourself you together. You I was peeing! You didn't pee, so you got a urinary tract infection! Um, <laughs> now, you all come together. You kind of encounter mortal in the, in the fringes of the camp, and you quickly come back to the Madeline. Um, Salt Peterman. Yes. I'm curious how much I'm worth. What? Yeah, what's Curious our how much I'm worth. <laughs> uh, 50 crowns per head. Dang! I might, ki- I might kill you all. <laughs> Where do we turn this bounty in? <laughs> Zerindle? Everyone's names from... Um, where's Yeah, where is the bounty supposed to be? Bannister st- from, from Bannister. From Banneker <laughs> Steeples to Elisa Marius to Harper Clavage to Tamerman Forrester are listed on this sheet and your eyes kind of turn wide for Eugene's eyes widened like tea saucers as you see this laying down on uh, the table well this has to have been issued fairly recently right? Mm-hmm. it's and obviously two birds with one stone folks and most of these say where you can turn them in at so where do you turn it in 
during it the was night. issued by uh, Julian Coventry on oh, yeah, behalf. Right. Uh, it, it was Julian Coventry on behalf of the Salt Peterman and Durendal, wanted for the murder of Rosalia Mansfield. Because remember, Salt Peterman are just a Coventry guild. Well, these are horrible. That's drawings. interesting. See, I thought you knew that. No, no, no. I knew about that. But that's interesting that the Salt Peterman who've been trying to get us from the get-go or put pinning it on us, that means they know something about it. Of course they do. So that helps us solve the mystery even further. Maybe they hired the, maybe they hired the monster to go and assassinate her. Who's the one that told we them? We did that? blow up a Covington-Palacon, you know, coach. Lisa, you can't help but filter through your own things as you go back through the pages that you found of our half-burner Rosalia Mansfield and Hearth in Clayton Arcade's manner when Rosalia Mansfield was murdered. And one piece of evidence sticks out directly to you. It's the one that's signed BL with the symbol on the bottom. If you don't recall, we actually knew there was someone back in Durandal that had hired them. It was uh, a man in the Merchant's Guild, Bruno Lehman. So it makes sense. Is he the one that uh, was with the uh, Super Snake Prophet? Yes, he was the mouthpiece. No, no, that no, was, no. That, that was, was useless. Adelard. That was useless. Uh, or useless. Adelard. Useless Adelard. Yeah. I, I want to say that Bruno was part of the Merchant Guild. The, yeah. the, uh, the hand. He wasn't part of the Night Soul Collective, was he? No, no, no. no. He was part of the the Guiding Hand, or yes, the the hand that. Involved with Goldman and Zox as well. Right. Goldman and Zox. Uh, just, um, let's, let's just face it, they're all in bed together. Yeah, it's a, it's a conspiracy. Right. The only ones in the at this sense. The only ones at this point that I'm confused about the con the the connection is so we have Eustace Adelard, who is being delivered these things by this man, right through Coventry Palanquin. And now we have Coventry Palanquin. Well, Coventry has decided that we are to be wanted. Well, but from what I saw, the Thirteen and the Saltpeter men were rivals, right? And then it brings up another yes. intriguing bit of memory from all of you who were there in the, say for Eugene, who were there before the Baroness's court. You remember Eugene Coventry, and he was announced flippantly as the poison taster to the Baroness. Hmm. He was a nobody. Hmm. Maybe somebody just came up in the world. Well, maybe somebody already was, but found a place to listen. How can you be a Coventry and be a poison taster? Third son. Well, I mean, she was married to a Coventry once. It doesn't mean that when you divorce one, you divorce the whole family. No. No, at all level. When you divorce one, you divorce the whole family. Well, you could keep on around as a poison taster. It's something, right? <clears throat> I mean, if you do divorce the whole family, why would you do that? Wouldn't that be, like, stupid? 
this is clearly was he kind of says it. It's clearly the difference between like the Aradine who can trace their bloodlines back to the yeah. Forbidden Kingdom in the first shore versus the Rovanians who are always seen as a second, a, oh, yeah. a distant cousin of the Aradine. <laughs> yes, yes. Like it's it's clear you can, this is where the cultural values begin to diverge. Oh, yeah, I am being willfully yeah. <laughs> Explain this. Ravanians would have a very different approach. <laughs> and what's ironic about this is that the king of Adlid was Ravanian. Yeah, he is. Sander Malister was Ravanian through and through. <laughs> Remember, the Malisters were bannermen to the dirt, to the Daunton Thorn and Durindal. Right. It is. It is different for us. It just is. Okay. I don't know how to, else to explain it, but families. When they divide, they divide. Hence, several wars ago. Call it the kinstrife. Well, I mean, easiest way to explain it to a person like me is you don't know of the rings until you've seen them. Have you seen the rings of Ravenia? What? I have. I've seen the, the rings of Ravenia. I don't know that reference, but I... Spend some time in Ravania. It'll rain. And it'll rain more than you've ever known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in Ravania for a long time, if you don't know. And you've seen the rains. Yes. Unfortunately, I didn't know there was such poetic posts about them, but... It's an allegory. Ah, okay. Sometimes they say it rains blood from the skies. I get it. I get it. But again, I, I don't know how to explain it. But in the aristocracy, how about this? When you divide your family, you divide forever. So that's that kind of ties into the whole thing of like, oh, well, well let's have a marriage and we start fighting. That, that's That's... That's pretty simple. Yes, that would be it. Okay. Why don't you simplify this for me? Are we in danger? Hey. Mm-hmm. When are we not, then? Yeah, that's true. I'm not really worried about it. We're, we're in a little bit more danger because those that would see a wanted poster and not want to ask any questions at all. How many mercenaries do you figure were in that camp? More than we could handle. But... 250 crowns. But I'm not that worried about... <laughs> not that worried about these mercenariums as I am going forward. Because if they have it, so do other mercenaries. Most definitely. But right now, that's that's great. But we can't go forward if we're all dead from the men that happen to be down there. Because I, to pretend that that... Uh, asshole in that tent has control over every single person that's in that camp is bullshit. There's there's a big difference between our operation and every other operation that has someone called a lieutenant or a captain or or a commander and that is they all listen to their leadership. More so what worries me, the fanatics, is we help him find these Pictish in the woods as he puts it. But then, what's to stop him apprehending you all at the end? 250 gold crowns is not a small sum. You can do a lot with a mercenary company with that big of a boon to your coffers. I was able to size them up. 
almost immediately. He doesn't care about money. He uses mercenarium as a means to justify his warmongering. He's fanatic. Aye. He wants to he wants to fight. And he wants to fight for the right reasons. Whether or not you think it's right or not, doesn't matter as long as he does. Right or wrong didn't bother me there. It was that we could provide him a service, and he's willing to shut the whole thing down just to be obstinate. Two out of three doesn't get us anywhere. He gets nothing with two out of three. Might as well have given us zero out of three. It would have done just the same. We got three. What difference? We got all three. Well, now we got all three. No reason him and honor over what's done. See, what happened between you and him? Like I said, let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the young man spoke at a turn. I... But you, you, no, he was. You got a stew. I got a simple explanation. He was trying to get under your skin. No, oh, he's gonna have to dig down quite a bit. I'm considerably shorter than he is. <laughs> Most importantly, Harper. Yeah. Should you get headhunted, I'll take care of Matthew for you. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think that's gonna. Why got me so dark, Eugene? <laughs> but uh... I just want you to know, you can go in peace. Somebody watch after your horse. I mean, that horse will go home if I die. Just, just letting you know. I mean, you can try to take him, but it'll kick you in the head. Oh, I don't want to take him. I'm just saying I'll <laughs> take care of him. I don't trust that horse. Feed him apples. My, my horse is more trustworthy than your goat. No, I don't trust him. <laughs> I trust him. You, you're around, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go near him if he weren't. He'll bite your hand off. Mm-hmm. So, what is the plan? In case Thornberry here has got a point. See, I'm starting to get your name. First name's Eugene, just saying that. I, I know that, Dwayne. We, the best, and we are clear away from our camp, right? We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're in our ship. ship. Yeah. yeah, we're in our ship. You're on your ship. The best plan we can possibly have is to be as truthful as possible. To both sides? To both sides. That's a fine line. Beginning to think it's a little too fine. If you ask me, we're putting our lives on the line for something that may not even pan out right. A lot of risk. Seems like everyone, everyone here wants us dead. That isn't going to be any better than old Loke. She, it's going to be worse. Who was it that we talked to? The, the delegator or whatnot? Dawn Daughter. Yes. Dawn Daughter. She's already written off the warmonger, don't you remember? And not our warmonger, but their warmonger. So let the two warmongers kill each other and move on? She did not write her off. If you don't recall, she said at one point she may be swayed to her side. True fact. What I'm getting at is... That's not breaking someone What I'm getting at is this is all for one man. Who may or may not be alive. Well... At the time, we thought it was all for one man, but now we know different. It's not all for one man, it's to clear our name. How will this clear our name? If we are able to suss out the and find out the solution to this investigation, then we are able to clear our own name, because now, we, the, the whole of Aglador believes that we murdered Zarya Mansfield. Just go ask your father and her mother. 
what would anyone out here know about that? That's what I'm trying to say, though. We protected them. Why? Uh, never I mean, mind. Folks are going to follow the gold. They're not going to care about us. Even if you tell them, and even if they believe you, they're still going to kill you just to get the 50 crowns. I would. Does it say dead or alive? It said heads. Oh, heads. Yeah. <laughs> pretty definitively, I don't think they care about our lives one way or the other. No, I mean, to me, it's it's pretty obvious. We messed with their operation. Then they they commit they commit some sort of crime and pin it on us so that they can further their agenda and get us out of the way. Why there's a we involved in this? I didn't kill anybody. All I did was free people at that place. I didn't kill no one. I didn't even free people. I didn't kill no one until they shot her in the elbow. Oh, that's true. I did gun one down in the street. My bad. I I forgot. Yeah, uh, I have killed one. Sorry. Yes, yeah. you all have. Besides, Warren and I. What would you have done in my situation? Oh, I would have killed as many as I could. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Hi. So then, I would have killed can... any. I would have tried to kill them as they were running away because I knew. Oh, I did that. Okay. Ah, excellent. Well, then we can leave this discussion, this part of it, and we can focus on what to do now. So, in a day or two, we are going to go and we're going to fetch the three um, uh, picks, and then we are going to meet up with the Dawn daughter and let her know what occurred. As you wish, boss. You're playing with fire. Agreed. This man is Perhaps fanatic. We should tell her. After she's arranged the meeting and taken us to Frosh, if we tell her that more than likely we were being followed, she may cancel the meet altogether. Well, an idea I had earlier is if we want to find this red-haired lady, we know of the rough idea about where her territory is. Because if the shack's in her area and the shack kind of can us out from the farmstead I mean we can lead them right well probably into an ambush sounds right da- we sounds, da- da- sounds dangerous there the picks over there ain't gonna matter who, who they kill we'll be walking I, right into it I didn't say it was a good idea I was just pointing it out <laughs> you're correct it's not a good idea agreed to be honest, I don't think there's any good idea at this point other than jump on our ship and go back to Durindal. <laughs> because well, still being worked on it from my understanding. Hey, but if we go jump on our ship and go back to Durindal without being able to solve this case, then it's just a matter of trying to fight off everyone coming after our heads. We're going to be doing that while we're trying to solve this case as well. Well, yeah, but if we never solve the case, it's going to be for the rest of our lives, which will be short. Very good chance they could be short at this point anyway. Fifty crowns? Someone's dying. Okay. Well, then if we are to have that attitude, then we may as well just sit down until we die. Oh, I suppose that's that. So... I mean, realistically... Those? Those that are... That's a lot of money. 
Those are... <laughs> As I'm counting them. <laughs> Could you stop spending our death money at this point, please? <laughs> At death. least let me go. He has to leap into the gold coins like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't realize that like, 50 crowns are like a pocket full of pennies. It's, yeah, it's, not, it's, not, it's nothing, right? You can buy a farmstead, a barn, a stable, and have plenty of money left over. <laughs> you can buy a lot of horses for my money. retirement. <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry. Sorry about that. If you could, so, if you're going to count our blood money, at least uh, let me sleep when you go kill me. That'd be preferable. Fanatics have a penchant for getting themselves killed through battle. And if there are fanatics on both sides, I don't think that the six of us strangers are gonna gonna have some plucky luck and talk any of them into backing down. King, Kingsmen are not. I'm not fighting the, this fight. Right. That well, is fucking blarmy. Right. So here, here comes so, the problem with your plan to, to follow through what this man's asked. So, we march back to Dawndana with the three pretty much corpses of her people. Mm-hmm. We hand them over because that's what we promised to do. She sets us up how to get to Bloodleaf, most likely, blindfolded as such. So we can't even check to see who might possibly be following us at that point. It's all on them. We told them the truth that there could be these people following us. They do happen to, since they have been learning about the Pictish for the past ten years, so they figured out how to possibly not be tracked by these people. Right? We're taking to Bloodleaf. We say, hey, we want to talk to this guy that you pulled aside because he destroyed your entire world. We might get a chance to speak to him. However, at that time, there come the Crimson Martyrs catching up, and guess who's stuck in the middle? Weaponless. Guess who's stuck in the middle? Weaponless. Blindfolded, potentially still. Lost and weaponless. This is where I run into a problem. What a bum like! Sammy says. Thanks, Thanks Sammy. Sammy. No offense, Thornberry. I'm just trying to take care of you. No, I appreciate it. But you, uh, I'm, I'm your nurse maid. You take your tincture today. Yes. Okay, just checking your papers. Okay. I appreciate it. I clean your wound for you too, if you like. Uh, <laughs> I'll manage that. One. Why do you always take his temperature from the back, Sammy? It's strange. Well, you know, I spent some time as an animal mender, and them donkeys ain't gonna heal themselves. If, if the crimson models have you found them now. If they know about it, they won't be found. Well, you heard the man. They burned the whole fucking forest down. Uh, I don't. Oh, and that—that's the—that's the silver lining at the end. Is <laughs> let's say we find Frosh, we talk to him. There's a chance we could be on fire during all of that if he just gets impatient. The man could wake up tomorrow with a twig in his beard and burn us all to the to the. To the ground. Well, not if we're not in the forest. We're, we're actually pro- quite safe from the water, I think. Yeah. Here, we're safe. Every time I leave this boat, I feel less safe. I so, wonder why. Uh, Madeline, she's a, she's a rock comfort, he says as he's sitting back in the captain's chair rocking. Thanks, Sam. Oh, I'm sorry, Master Steeples. Or <laughs> Shipmaster, as he tips his invisible hat. Sammy. <laughs> so then, what, Take all the leave you need. What do you propose we do? What would you have done different? Uh, well, I proposed it, so I think it's the most brilliant idea that's ever been proposed. Mm. Wait, 
He's Donald Anybody want to put money down on Eve? We match, by the way. So, no, seriously. There's nothing else we can do. Right. If you really want to see this man, we have to play the game. You explained it earlier. Somebody asked for something, somebody else asked for something, somebody else asked for something. We have to give every one of those people what they want. And usually they somehow collide. Mm -hmm. Because all these people all want to kill each other. I've seen this so many times in my life as an investigator. Well, I feel like if there was such a thing as living multiple wives, well, I would have seen a situation like this before. I got it. He sees I got it as much now. We take the hostages <laughs> to. No, actually, it gives you a point of clairvoyance. Terwin, Terwin, listen to this plan. We take the hostages to Dawn Daughter. Mm -hmm. We tell them what's what with with the uh, Crimson Crimson Raiders. They're coming. Martyrs. Martyrs. <laughs> you blockhead. <laughs> I can't keep up. Crimson Twilight. Uh, they're all soldiers. I, I can't keep it straight. Red anyway, dogs. what Red I'm dogs. saying is, she sends one person over there to bring over Emil Frosh. That way, they can't follow us. Well, I somehow doubt that Bloodleaf will let Emil Frosh out of her. Well, well, actually, there's, there's one slight hiccup there. Because they still follow us, but instead of killing Bloodleaf, they killed Dawn Daughter who has a slight relation to the Baroness. Right, so, what I planned on doing is taking the three of them back and say, look, the, this is the only way that we were able to get them back, dead or alive, and look, we got them, some of them back alive. But Maybe. you, you must know that this man is not going to stop. There is nothing that we can do in order to stop this man. And I wanted you to know exactly what was coming. And now our lives are at risk for it. I hope you can appreciate that. And I'm hoping that you can help us still. Yeah, there's one factor we have not brought in. Hmm? What are the people that live here? Not just the pigs. What about the others? The forest burning down to the ground is obviously going to affect this entire town. Potentially even take this town out. Most likely take this town out. I, for once, I truly, truly agree. Truly agree with Vanica. It's not our problem. Here comes the one thing we have not. Eugene and I are on the same page. We have, we got a saying in the in the harbor on the key. When you're just a little rowboat and you're surrounded by big ships, you just gotta get the fuck out the way because if you don't, you're gonna get squished between them. That's right. But here's the thing: if we're going to be completely honest to the pigs, and we're going to be completely honest to the crimson martyrs, we're going to we owe the town the honesty. That's a good point. I mean, these people didn't do nothing. Sure, they may not like the Grawl Center. Sure, that dirt dickhead back in the content canners or fuck ass and all that whatnot, but you got one super bigoted dude running whatever he is here in Stone. You got this fascist out in the middle of the woods wanting to murder all the picks. I mean, Least who's really who's really the bad guys and the good guys here? I like to look at things as the black and white. There is no least, black and white there, Sammy. But least, there is! Least we can these two assholes are both terrible, but it doesn't mean that the rest of everybody else is bad. Why can't we strike the two assholes, or the three assholes in this 
ridiculous scenario. You gotta have three dicks, Salisa. Distract three assholes. Well, I don't know the blood leaf has that equipment, but... I'm just saying, we fuck up the right people so that the wrong people don't get hurt from the actions of the really bad people. That's what I'm hearing from y'all. So you want to tell the people of the village that they need to move on? How do we do that without... The Crimson Martyr not finding out. And how do we do that? Did the Crimson Martyr care if these people were to leave? Oh, he obviously said he didn't care. Right, He so. said he didn't even care if they had food, if you don't remember. Right, so what does he care if we tell them? And, and, and please disregard my, my my trope with him, but that's all the man listened to. He just wants to win his war. He doesn't give a shit about anything else. Oh, he doesn't want to win his war. If he won his war, the war would be gone. He wants to fight. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's, that's why true, I believe true. that he that he even though no he, he believes that he can find him, he can't. Who's more important to the Baroness in this whole situation? He picks Dawn Daughter. Aye, and that's why I wish to inform the Dawn Daughter and give her an oppor- an opportunity to, to leave. Leave. She ain't leaving. She's got a connection to this land. You know that. Well, that's Look what she did with the poor. Rouge. Hey. Leaving. You can ask her. I don't think it's going to work. The one thing that I do want to say to one is we need to move your people. Yes. Because no matter what, they will lose. Our people. Mm-hmm. Now this, this sorry, Sammy. I, I'm look, sorry. But Sammy, seriously, this, they will lose in this situation. We run no charity here. I mean, if we bring them aboard, they got to do work. I'm not against having a crew. Do you think they're willing to... I mean, not to get too far off topic here, but maybe that's something I can settle up with the, the local woman myself. All right. They we trust you, Sammy. They carry their weight. Why would it be I'm a crawlsteader. I mean, I'm trustworthy as fuck all, I suppose. I mean, if I don't have to row again, I'll be happy with that. Right. I'm like your morning constitutional. You know I'm coming. You just don't know when. That's what she said. You have a way with words, Sammy. Always. Just trying to keep it simple. So, Elise, what's your point? How do we tell these people without spilling the beans? Hey, it's... Go ahead. Well, I don't know exactly the how. But I do know that if we're going to sit on some ethical authority, or if we're going to try to save our asses, but not potentially just drive ourselves insane with the that we killed an entire town, it's possible they need to know. Also, they should have a chance to defend themselves if someone's going to destroy their entire livelihood. Shouldn't they? And the only yeah, way that they're going to have me. a chance is if they know. Right. There's about how many people in this village? Four. There's about 40 20. left, right? 40 to 50, I think is what you said when we first got here. Well, the people of Stowe think the picks burn the forest down. The picks believe people still burned it down and from what you're telling me this dawn daughter thinks don't care who it is she says people still are the people still they're all responsible mm-hmm. but they ain't taking up arms against them but this other gal the, the red-haired elf whatever her name is Budley, yeah. yeah she's the one that that the crimson martyrs want and she's the one who's out for blood to kill the people in the stove again sammy's got the point that i've made He's made. But the crazies kill each other. That's the deal you need to That's what I'm saying. 
if if we're gonna, if it all goes to chaos, we should the people we should care about are the ones that that matters the most to our whole mission with the Baroness. Am I right, Thornberry? Don Dot, yes. Mm. You know so, there is there is one possibility. This may be a bad idea. Maybe a good one. What's that? Parlay. With you. <laughs> Everyone. You think to sit that fanatic and the bloodlusty pick down in the same room? You think that? Hey, we got a lore night. We do? I don't even know. Shoot me flat out. I mean, we can talk. Why can't they? Oh. You're on a lore night? The only way that I believe. (laughs) The only way that I believe. All right, Thornburg. (laughs) The only way that I believe. Would you mean so well? (laughs) The only way that I believe Parlay would work is because we have the people of Stowia. He doesn't care about them. Neither does she. Again, he doesn't care. We, need, we need to focus on who uh, we can save because we cannot save those two. Those two factions are going to well, fight. Well, there is a chance. There is a chance here. We get back the three picks to Dawn Daughter, who might be able to, with the information we give her, talk Bloodleaf out of doing something dangerous. It could... She has power with her people. And with her convinced from us, she might convince her fellows to stand down or pull enough of them away to where Bloodleaf doesn't have a chance to lead that sort of an open attack. Is there a mayor of this town? There's the constable. We've we've already worked with him. Right, so there's the constable, and that's it. But he's the authority figure. Yes. Remember, he was even like you know those the crimson rib. You know, you know, the, the we're the talking about Renald de Grey, aren't we? We have the yeah. river warden. It, that's Renald de Grey, right? Yeah, the same yeah, guy, river warden, yep. constable. Yeah, that guy. I think I just generically labeled him the constable. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, so we we talk to that man. We tell him what we know. And I don't I don't see it. Hurting our chances at all if we tell them things. As long as not. If, any, if anything, it just does nothing. I mean, he might be able to get his people across the river for at least that night. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I would recommend. Or dig a ditch around the entire town and make sure that the fire has less chance to spread to it. Well, he already did that. Mm, a bigger ditch. So then. While we're waiting for the, for the commander to turn us over the free, we should go and speak with the... Renaud de Grey. Mm-hmm. All right, well... <clears throat> Maybe we can do this a little uh, less conspicuous. Remember, we have to pay for our sleuth here, and our time, and we can tell him we can use... We have this piece of paper, what was it called again? Shipping manifest. manifest. Yes. Yeah. The shipping manifest now, and you remember we it was somebody bargained. I can't remember who. Whoever was creamed ice yeah. and pickles. <laughs> creamed ice and pickles. Awesome. Somebody, somebody bargained to well, make them understand that no one is eating this besides <laughs> besides Harper. 
But uh, all I can eat, baby. We, we oh. all we have to do is pay our fee, but we can use that time. We can have the discussion with him. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I'm gonna be honest with you. I think the Crimson Modest smartly. You've already used the word several times to him. Reconnaissance, reconnaissance, reconnaissance. He's watching us. Mm-hmm. Of course he is. I'm sure they had people in the, in the tavern. Well, they thought we were there, remember? Mm-hmm. So, maybe we use us paying our fees to set that meeting up. So it's not so... And if it's not all of us, then it looks even less conspicuous. So are you, are you volunteering? These, these are a bunch of Rovanians, and if they die, it's not really that. that that's that much off me. Ah, so you're saying that? <laughs> you're Come saying, on, boss! I'm picking on you. You're saying that you can do it logically and not with emotion. Well, you know, I, I would think that at least somebody of the their yoke should be there. For note, no one at this point, since we know this, and she holds up the bounties, should probably go anywhere alone. Uh, that's probably a good point, too. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure the warden's seen these also. Alright, so... I'll get Jonathan Vader to pick up a pistol and sword and keep me safe. <laughs> so that'll work. <laughs> is he supposed to come by in the morning with... Uh, in order we were just to supposed up? to check in with him when we had uh, our time when we wanted to leave. Alright, so who's supposed to be checking in with him? I believe it was the three of us who did the bargaining, and I'll look at Elise and Eugene. It's the yes. three of us who did the bargaining, so the three of us can go. Yeah, my blessing. So, from here, the night falls, and the next day will come as the clock is ticking. So, we wake up the next morning, we made some die rolls, we resolved a few things off camera, and that brings us to what is to come today. At some point, towards sundown, you'll need to meet with the Commander Redrick. And then tomorrow will be the morning that you meet with Ohashi with the Pictish. So the clock is ticking. <coughs> will all of you shuffle off to Renault the Greys? Uh, yeah. It's just going to be you. <laughs> a couple of us. Yeah. Okay. Three of us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what the boss had said. The, the three of you leave into Stowe in the words that that um, Elisa mentioned before uh, things are getting dangerous you probably shouldn't travel on our own kind of echo in your head as you kind of head off toward Ronaldo Grays and although you don't feel inherently like somebody's following you you can't help but feel a bit of trepidation uh, at being divided from the others knowing now that there is a a bounty that is a that is a Easily a, a a lifetime salary by ten for a peasant. Those who leave must uh, make a routine resolve test to withstand stress. Yes. Even though I'm not wanted. Uh, no, you're fine. You're not on the posters. Bunch of brigands. That is a critical <laughs> success. Nice. Thirty-eight. I'm fine. Okay. Well. The two of you leave, and as you leave, you feel you feel you feel confident enough in your own abilities, and surely nobody here in Stowe would come after you. The view of the Black Knight Warden vessel that's docked near the river lock. Clearly, this is the vessel that um, 
She's the vessel that um, uh, Commander uh, Redrick and his company came on. Um, because you rolled a crit success, we'll add a fortune point to the pool. Hey. We'll reconvert a misfortune into a fortune. So, um, was like, you come to Renault de Grey's place. It's just on the edge of the docks. Uh, and if you remember, a Moot Warden patrol met you on the docks to take your manifest here before. A, uh, he's got a big cop stash, unsurprisingly. He's a river warden, as they <laughs> all kind of look alike. Big conical helmet, and he's got a long lantern on the end of a end of a pole, and he and his men are kind of hovering near a fire burning just off in the, the silty shore of the docks. It's a little bit of snow. Water's not frozen, fortunately, but the entire landscape is dotted white. Um, when you look up toward the hills, you can see the wood smoke and the campfires coming off the hill where um, where the commander's encampment is from here. You can't quite see where they're at in the woods. You can't see the windmill from here, but you can see their campfires and smoke from here. You know that if you look toward the west, that's the direction where the force was raised uh, by the explosion uh, from the hut in the granary. Good morrow, Sheriff Renault de Grey says beaming, smiling. They look a bit wan this morning, a bit malnourished, perhaps, but um, they're sharing a pipe of devil Master weed. Ronald, uh, may we speak to you in private? Just uh, go over... We'd like to go over this manifest and, and really, oh, really key in on it. Of course, of course. Uh, please forgive me. Well, let's go to your ship. He smiles. And... I don't have very much on me anymore. I was going to flip them some, some tack, but uh, I have so few. I have, I've given so much away already. Ah, your, your manifest, yes. Uh, I think we already reviewed the catalogs. Was something did, did the divisions not add up? We did, we did. Uh, no, you know, uh, you know, we all we all have a uh, somebody we have to answer to, and I have somebody I have to answer to. So you know, just like to discuss it, and you know, I'm just gonna say nonsense mm -hmm. until we get to the boat. Sure. And I, I'm sure it's just the three of us. Yeah. Even if we go to where they're Your at. top deck. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to make sure that nobody can hear us. I want to make sure. sure there's nobody around. Uh, well, I'm sorry for this. It's a little bit of skullduggery there. A little bit of, you know, hide the coconut. Uh, we have something that's going to occur tomorrow and we have felt, and I probably should say we being Elise and everyone else, I'm quite the bastard when it comes to it. My my, my blood in my nose sometimes reaches out of the water, as they say. Okay. He says a bit unsure what's coming next. Something's well, coming, you say. Tomorrow. He yes. He turns to Eugene. So, we, uh... As you know, we are here as part of a, a bit of an investigation with the Dufrains as well. Yes, uh, as you'd announced when you'd arrived, of course. Yes. Well, well part of our speaking uh, here in the town is uh, we need to speak with a, a man by the name of Emil Frosch, I believe an apothecary uh, owner yes. in your town. Master Dirk the innkeep said he'd been missing since the fire. Yes. yes. Well... well. That's 
part of it. Uh, we believe that uh, Mr. Frosh had a, uh, a shed up in the woods surrounding the town. Mm-hmm. That he was perhaps, we're, we're unsure, maybe doing something off the books with or storing super, super, he's a, uh, he's extra a, surplus. Well, Mr. Frosh is an, he is an alchemist and perhaps the most esteemed people of this town. It's he had an illegal steal in the woods and it blew up. And maybe the direct cause of the fires on this town. There's no may. He caused the fire. Yes. We found the bottles. We found everything. The evidence is clear. It will frosh, he says. He winds his eyes. And it was not the pigs. It had nothing to do with the pigs. Why would they burn their own homes? It feels a bit, when you're talking to the sheriff, it's clear that things aren't quite clocking at the speed that they normally would were he not so famished. Truly. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and take some tack out and bread that I have set oh, aside. And... I, I couldn't, I no, couldn't no, no. bother you. Fine, sir, do it. Please. I, I'm, we, are, we are well set in... It is a hospitality of his to make sure that should we bring someone aboard our own home, that we should make sure they are taken care of. Yeah, it would be rude to turn him down. It is an Aerodane thing. Heavy, Forgive me. Heavy knowledge sits oh. better on a full stomach as well. <sighs> Certainly. He takes it and he cannot help but greedily eat it. As he is clearly hungry. He'll eat for a day of food that you have, of provisions. So tell me, as he's feeding, stuffing his face, something is to come. You, uh, Emil is, you believe Emil is responsible. He's the definitely responsible. We know it. We know it. There's no question. The, the problem is, there's no question. No, no, that's not the bigger concern here. The bigger concern is uh, your uh, crimson martyrs. Yes, he Please says, you know, looking toward the hill. Apprehensively, they uh, <laughs> spoke with their commander yesterday regarding much the same situation that yes. his pursuit of the Pictish was unwarranted and that the fire was likely not even was not even their responsibility. Yes, why yes. would they burn their own homes? He would hear none of it. Uh, no matter what we pointed out to him, he he does not believe one way or the other that it matters why he pursues them, but that he intends to. Which, in most situations, he would be at his right, as they're not permitted. Was west of, west of the say west of the river. Actually, west of the river. West of the river. West of the river. So he's in his right to do so. But the means to justify his end is he does not care for what happens to Stowe in the slightest. And in push come to shove, if he cannot root them out in a more non-hostile way, he has flat out stated he will burn the remainder of the forest in an attempt to cause them to flee from their hidings. He and Stowe's priority on his scale is quite low. Second to the Pictish in this case. He cannot drive the Pictish any further west. They will come to Stowe. There will be blood on our, That's on our streets. He intends for it. Well, this Not is, only intends for it. This is outrageous. Surely, surely you as Dufresne have talked him out of this bloody madness. Uh, uh, he he has, says, he begins to chew slowly at the food. Well, he has the manpower. Yes, he... Don't. He also has the writ to do this in the king's word. So our thought was... King, King's word, he says. Malister has forbidden the picks to cross the Axewater. We are across the Axewater. 
Yes, he says. I suppose that is true. That is his warrant, he says. His words, not ours. We're yes, just yes. trying to. This is utter madness that people of Stowe will be, if they are not sent to the slaughter by the Pictish for this. That's what we were coming. Act of arson. Therein lies the second problem. The Pictish themselves are in an uproar at the way the force was treated. You've burned not only their homes, their livelihood, but also done irreversible damage to them and their, their way of life and their beliefs. Uh, the, the fires have divided the Pictish themselves into two groups. One that would seek to wash their hands of the entire situation, Stowe included. Yes, yes. Which won't bode well for any meats or supplies you get through the winter. And the other half of them seek the punishment of Mr. of the uh, the commander and Stowe as repercussion for the loss that you have in their eyes in your frosh is brought upon this lands. You are just as responsible to them. Well, what are we to do, he says, kind of uncertain of himself. This, he, uh, this is beyond my station. I, I don't have that sort of I don't, have a, I don't have that name or esteem to, to convince the commander not to do this, but... No, 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 we, there will, we, be no there will be no convincing. convincing. As she, it, it's it's move move across the river for one night. Lady, Lady Marius, what are we to do? You are to take your people to a potential place that they could be safe if there was a fire raised. Lady Marius, it is winter and the forest is dark. If we go east, there is... It won't be dark the... for much longer, sir. We came to tell you these things so that there's a potential you could save as many people as you can. This man will not be reasoned with. Move across the river. Just go across the river. Do a bonfire. Do tents. Do whatever you can to protect yourselves. So bring... So bring the people of Stowe across river, and you're saying that this... will we return to ash and ruin? I don't know what you will return to. We hope Ash not. Ash and ruin is better than corpses. Because yeah, on the other side of the river is the old city that was burnt. That was burnt down when yeah. the meteor hit the river and then caused like a flood. Yeah, right. that's right. But there's still ruins over there. That's what I'm yeah. trying to. Yeah. I do Just... not wish to destroy your town. I do not wish to see these people dead. But the honest truth is, there's not much that can possibly stop this, and its potential for this is quite high. I. He will not find the Pictish if that's what he wants, and he has stated as much that he does not care who gets in his way. Therefore, your people's lives does not matter. Not to this man, but it mattered to us enough to let you know to see if there's something you could do. You can take them across the river, I suppose, but even then, you have maybe we can stay on your ship. You have to, the sheriff says. It's it's fine if you wish to stay on the ship, but better to be on the ship than to be cold and if in the stay, dark. If you stay, you stay in the in company the of Brolsteaders on all ships. Know that, Sheriff. He, I have no, I have nothing against the Brolsteaders. They're simply just trying to make their way to <laughs> the east. He actually didn't have a problem. It was the dick in town. Sorry. But what Dirt. I want you to know is that Dirt I know there are those dick. in your town that do have an issue, and those people need to be made clear that. That will not stand. Our crew is predominantly Grolstetter, actually. And if 
you take issue with them, they are in the rights to have you go back to your homes and back to the slaughter. I do not wish to threaten your people, but at the same time, we will not allow them to come to danger either. If you understand my meaning. I will certainly, I will... I will raise the alarm bells and begin rallying people today. It needs to be on the hush. What? On the hush? It will take hours to let everybody know. Well, to get the things prepared to hours get out of the city. You have until... You have another day. Until tomorrow to have it arranged. Still not a lot of time. It, it is not, which is why right now we waste time in trying to do these things and talk about these things. We've given you the statements that we can. Move I, your men. But do not alarm those who may be watching. What What do you mean, don't alarm those who are watching? Meaning because you need to keep some people, the hardiest of you, back. Keep whoa, fires whoa, in the hearth. Can... Wait, let me finish. Keep fires in the hearth. Keep all appearances like this town is still populated. And then we will help you escape. And when you see the, the alarm hit at the last moment, they need to run. Run for the boats. What, what alarm? What What... What are you expecting? What do you mean? Well, when you see the Crimson Martyrs and the Pictish rallying to start murdering each other, that's your clue. Okay, he says. If we were to rush everyone out of the town at this point, the Picts could see it as a potential attack. Those that do want vengeance for what has been done to their lands. Well, the Crimson Martyr could see that we have spilled the beans. We do not wish. We are avoiding as much bloodshed as we can, but we know there's going to be some. I see. So you and your men, I would think, would be the most apt. I will bring food for both of them also, so at least they have full bellies to stomach this on. Alright. Just keep the fires burning. Yes. Yes, of course. Patrol. Keep appearances. Yes, of course. Appearances. Yes. I'll do this. Thank you. Thank you for letting us know. I I don't know what else to say. I'll, don't I'll go. get to work immediately. You are very welcome. Just go. He will scurry away and he leaves the boat. And All right, Elise, you were right. You were right. Somehow I'm not entirely assured by your words at this moment. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if it will either, but at the right. very least, so my being, conscience is Being clear. a good person is uh, a little better. I don't feel any better. So you all, I walk no. up with a bucket and toss it overboard. You guys don't feel nearly as bad as I do. So walk back down. <laughs> so you all reconvene later that day after this kind of unfolds. So what happened? They Please. recount the story very quickly to you. Ah, <laughs> So we're gonna have visitors. <laughs> oh, the more the more the merrier, right? I Can I ask the other thing how many people to can be aboard is... this ship? Oh, this ship could easily hold fifty. Oh, and then Sammy. Did Sammy get back with the Grawlsteaders? They're already on the ship. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. that was my that was, that was yeah, the but, only but other people right here. Right as Eugene said it, that's when you kind of looked around and you realized. I'm surrounded by Grawlstetters. They're everywhere on the ship. <laughs> oh. Now there's more of us than there are you. I guess Sammy <laughs> was able to convince them. Goats as far I don't as think it took much convincing. 
It wouldn't appear that it took much convincing by the ice cream social going on in the basement of the ship. <laughs> Wait, they're eating my ice cream? Them sons of bitches. Creamed ice. Creamed that's ice. Where, that's where we're going to feed, feed all the guys. It's, like, them it's like literally a pregnant person is, <laughs> yeah. is, is driving the manifest for the ship. Ice cream and pickles. And ice yeah. cream. Right. That's right. Should we rename it? I've been thinking about that life? for like weeks now. <laughs> so what, right, else, what else are we going to do before it's time to go? I don't know that we have much else we can do. There's nothing else we can do. Well, here's here's what I think. Okay. If you have a reckoning or an inkling that this town is going to be set fire, it would be sure a shame for old Emil Frosch's his inventory to go up in flames. You think we store it for now? I think we store it for safekeeping. Do them service. Well, I'm sure Jonah has um, compartments where we could store Fire things. For his, as long as long as <laughs> as long as if things work out well, we give it back to him. Oh, certainly. Also, if we recover Frosh, that man can make quite the profit selling medical supplies after the incident. My point exactly. Oh, uh, you know. I agree. You see any wall profiteering? I agree. <laughs> you see, <laughs> you must wait for no rapine, no rapine. Like... We're not stealing. We're holding. Right. It's, I'm it's, just it's like, I think is... that there's like a meme about this, like during like the New Orleans floods. Like... Asset management. That's what I call it. <laughs> so just to be clear, your intention in I... let's be honest, your intention is assuming. You're pretty much gonna steal everything. Yes. <laughs> Purpose like yes. uh, yeah. I don't above agree. Board, yeah. 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 I yeah. think this is wrong. One hundred percent. Elisa actually does think putting it back. But because I have, I have it a, would destroy the town if they I lost think, all of their. I have a feeling that the town's gonna get burned, and I, I genuinely think we should keep it just For in ourselves. case. <laughs> just in case it does. <laughs> it's like it would be a shame yeah, yeah. for the town to burn <laughs> down yeah, and it go to waste. I will say that Terran was honest when he said. If we get a meal back and it turns out right, we're giving it all to him. Elisa and I'm agree. fine with that. Yeah, yeah Elisa uh, would agree. <laughs> but we're probably not going to get him back, so... <laughs> the town's probably going to burn. I think we can all agree this all feels a little bit nefarious. Yes. So I think I think two corruptions probably appropriate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that's yeah. less than I thought. I suggested it, so I wanted to take more. It'd be sure a shame if this place burned down. Throws a torch in there. It's a good thing we saved everything inside. I'm glad we saved everything inside. Well, remember when we took out that insurance policy? Then since we're doing that, I'm gonna head there right now. So this, I'll help pack it up. So oh, goodness, you still have to meet with. Oh man. You still have to meet yeah. before the sun sets with Commander Tenenthal, or sorry, Commander Tenenthal, I think, Commander Redrick. Yeah. And it's quiet top deck, Elisa. You're kind of on your own. There's a lot of hubbubbery going on down below. You're kind of going back through all of your journals, kind of recounting some of the details. By the way, the, the esoterica is on her at all times. Okay, good. She will not leave it on the ship when there's other people on the ship. Good. So you've, you've kind of are pouring through all of these things trying to to kind of pull together all of these different things that have been going on and you feel a little bit ill as you quickly run to the edge of the ship and retch in the river 
Uh-oh. Oh, no. I know what this is. You realize. Uh oh. The seed of Genity Copper is nine. Oh, great. And we will end the session for tonight. <laughs> what are reward points for everybody? Uh, we all consented to this, right? To robbery? She, sure. She yeah. consented. Oh, yeah. We asked permission before we pursued this storyline. Yeah, no. It's fine. I think uh, I think it'll be interesting because it's bridging another family line to mm-hmm. the story. So. so tonight's corruption roll? <laughs> what are the corruption values around the table? We got Eugene? Eight. <laughs> you weren't going to have a kid. Okay, well. Two. Five. I two, paid two. less. We just stole a bunch of medical supplies, <laughs> and I had to take a lot of drugs. Eight. Oh, drugs too! I forget yeah, I've drugs. been doing yeah. one per wow. tincture, one corruption every time. So, so tonight's corruption roll is one, what? three. To be continued, one reward points. Oh, we man. will see you all next week for Queen of Members episode sixty-one next week. Holy crap! I was a good person playing that all. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thank you all so much for your patrons. Thanks for watching. Thank you. If you're watching this on YouTube or Twitch, um, be sure to sign up for our Patreon. Um, we get some really cool stuff on there. You can get these episodes way earlier than everybody else um, by several weeks. And Radiator. And Radiator. Right. And, Should I put, that live and Dev Sessions. Should yeah, I put Pregnancy Under Injuries? Uh, <laughs> I would put it under yeah, Drawbacks. Yeah, drawbacks drawbacks are more appropriate. You put a Drawback Pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, maybe we'll do something fun for Draw. Who knows if whatever we'll do with that. Maybe it's not Morning important sickness. to mechanize. But more importantly... Morning sickness, um, not words. Do... <laughs> more sickness, not words. <laughs> oh my god, we come full circle. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, follow our Patreon. You can get this content early. You can get access to radiators, some alpha stuff there, some new professions, monsters, all kinds of cool stuff that you can't Mechanics get. Monday. Yep, yep, Mechanics Monday from Mike talking and breaking down how Zweihander works. Really cool builds. You can get our entire uh, the the entire unusual suspects yeah, the character backgrounds. Suspects, yeah. And <laughs> that was a fun one. Yeah. Uh, so check it out. Uh, thank you all for watching. We will see you next time on Queen of Embers. Bye. 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 Bye.